Welcome to Coffee and an Interview. I'm Jacqueline Pena. Today we're here with Colleen Rosenblum, who has a podcast called Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. How are you today, Colleen? I am doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for being with us here today. As I drink my coffee, caramel macchiato flavored coffee, and uh, get ready to, know, to learn a little bit about you and your podcast. Um, tell us a little bit about your podcast, actually. So as you said, our podcast is called Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. We wanted to catch your title and we seem to get it because people always smile when they say it, um, including you. So that's a good thing. But really, it's a podcast about women in midlife and beyond. So we, our demographic is really about 40 to 70. It's a pretty large demographic. But we started this podcast because my co-host Bridget and I, who come from very different backgrounds, are both the same age. And we kind of felt like there is this demographic in society that is largely being ignored, whether by its media, the, the society at large. And, you know, it's a great time of life, but we get a bad rap. You know what I mean? We hit about 40, 45. And all of a sudden, things like the invisible women's syndrome starts popping up and you start like fearing perimenopause and menopause and you're afraid to change careers and, and empty nesting. There's so many topics that come up in, this stages of, in these stages of life that we wanted to address it. And we looked around at some really great podcasts because there are some really great podcasts out there. But we wanted to kind of be the umbrella for all the topics. And most of the podcasts out there that we had looked at were very specific, you know, menopause or empty nesting or, you know, changing careers. And they're great. But we wanted to talk about all that stuff because we just love to discuss everything. And we're both talkers. So we love to talk. And so we said, you know what? We have absolutely no idea how to do this. We're 52 years old. We have absolutely no clue on what we're doing. Let's do it anyway what's the worst that can happen? It doesn't work out. You know what I mean? There is a benefit to kind of floating under the radar after you hit a certain age, you're, you're a little more courageous than you were before. Um, so we started last September, so September of 2019, and it has absolutely exploded. We are so grateful. We kind of had to put the seatbelt on and be like, uh, we got to learn this fast. <laughs> so we kind of learn as we go, but it's, it's been, we, it definitely hit a nerve because it is resonating with a lot of women in midlife. We're getting great guests, great listenership, um, you know, engaging. I have a great um, Facebook group, which we're, I think, nearing about 900 now women and just love to talk and love to laugh and love to share their life experiences because by this point, we have a lot of them. And so that's the, the, the hope of this podcast is to change the narrative of midlife and beyond from there is a lag in our culture that for some reason, when you hit menopause, you're on a downhill spiral to, you know, death pretty much, <laughs> like, you know, and you still have 30 or 40 years there of time left. What do you want to do with it? So the culture needs to catch up with us, you know, and, and that's what our narrative, we're changing that narrative one guest at a time, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a little scary. So death is the next step. <laughs> well, really, it's like you like hit a top hill and then it's downhill after. And I'm saying, no, this is the middle of your life. This is not the end of your life. You know, 50 is not the end of your life. You could still live another 30, 40, even 50 years. Some people, what do you want to do with it? You know, it's your time to kind of make that decision. And our podcast reflects that. At least I hope it does. I think that's a great message too, because a lot of times, we hit an age and we get focused on, oh, I'm at that age. And instead of living our best life moving forward, 
we're always, we might be miserable or we might be regretting things that we did in the past. And, and we miss out on living those best 30, 40, 50 years after that. Right. Point. Absolutely. Because you're so focused on looking at what already happened that you miss what's right in front of you being yeah. in that moment. And I think, you know, a lot of people talk about mindfulness and, and those type of, we call it woo woo topics, but it's true. If you're not, it's almost easier to get into a mindfulness practice as you get older, because you understand what it's like to be present in a moment and just enjoy it for what it is. Because when you're in your twenties and your thirties, even the beginning of your forties, you are such on a fast pace, whether it's your career or having children or a combination of both that you don't even have time to stop and say, am I okay? What's going on with me? You're just on that treadmill. So once that treadmill starts to slow down a little bit, and you can start to be a little more selfish with your decisions, that's a gift. And a lot of people don't look at it that way. So we want women especially to start noticing the freedoms that come from getting into midlife. I love beyond. that, that perspective. Thank you. I mean, you're already helping me rethink. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Rethink how I'm seeing this point in my life. <laughs> it's true though. It really is true. It's a gift. And gosh, a lot of women are so wrapped up on, I don't look 20. I'm not the first person people see in a room or um, I'm not being listened to as much as possible. And as frustrating as that could be, I lived in the corporate world. You know, I understand that. It's a, it's kind of a superpower that you can fly under the radar a little bit and do what you want to do for a change. You know, it's, it's okay. It's not a bad thing all the time. And even though I understand and I empathize with how frustrating those moments can be, it doesn't have to be the only emotion you have. You can, have that frustration and still enjoy the process and kind of, you know, feel both feelings at the same time. You used um, two terms or phrases in these first few minutes. Uh, you talked about, you mentioned invisible woman syndrome. Yes. And then a couple of times you talked about the benefits of flying under the radar. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, are, are, so invisible woman syndrome sounds very negative. It is. <laughs> we, we actually did an episode on it because people use it. It's not a technical syndrome, but that's what they call it. And basically, as you get older, you start to feel invisible. You feel like people don't see you as much. They don't listen to you. And it really is a separation. Some women, it really bothers them that they're not seen. And some women, it really bothers them that they're not heard. And I tend to find that more in the corporate world, it's being heard. Like you want to be in that meeting and people listen to you. And and you want to be appreciated for the value you can give to the corporate world. But also a lot of women have trouble with, I'm walking into a room and I'm no longer the youngest or the skinniest or, and gosh, it's a time in your life when intrinsically you can start to find your value because the extrinsic, you can only do so much about that. Yes, you can Botox and things, but there's only so you are, you are in the aging process and it's a gift to be in that, but work on your internal self. Like now is the time to really kind of let go of a lot of that baggage that comes from needing to be appreciated. There's not a finite, you know, we talk about this on that particular podcast. There's not a finite amount of attention in the world. Like some women think there's only, you know, certain amount of attention in a room. And if you don't get that, it, that's it. And there's, it's not finite. So the people who love and appreciate you, they're endless in the amount of attention. So focus on the people that matter and not so much that extrinsic 
why aren't people paying attention to me? And it's a hard thing to do for a lot of women. And I, I might by no means trying to belittle it, but if you can change the focus of who matters to me that I'm important to, you know, what is it I'm saying that really needs to be heard? And how can I use this? Like for us, we started a, a platform with a podcast because we felt like it was need, it was, there was a need there. So if you want to be heard, you have to find kind of creative ways to get there. Yep. And, and, and that perspective, um, change that mindset. I think that's very important, but I love how you also talked about, you know, it, it, let's not look at the extrinsic so much what's going on inside exactly look at the inside instead what do we want to do differently how do we want to act what do we appreciate um and start getting that uh, motivation inspiration and how we feel measure more by by what's going on inside versus outside exactly because if you're putting yourself up against j-lo turning 50 <laughs> you're never going to be happy and i'm thrilled i mean i She's wonderful for her, but people don't understand that she has a team of people that get her to look like that. And it's okay if you want to, but be happy with who you are now. I mean, if you're healthy and you have people who love you and you're enjoying, try to find what you enjoy. It does not have to be big, huge things. It can be, do you want to take a dance class? Do you want to read that book you always wanted to read? Or do you want to go skydiving? That's really your choice, but you get a choice now. And when you were younger and you were either working 60 hours a week or you were raising young kids, you didn't get the time or the benefit of what do I want to do? Because it just went down the line. So now is your time to be a little bit focused on yourself and say, it's okay. I want to do this and you may not like it, and you, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> so it's a gift. It is if you look at it that way, but it really is all about perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it really is a gift thinking about it from that way. The treadmill slows down. I can think about myself now. I can be exactly. selfish and it's okay to be selfish. I think for a lot of us, for women, for us, we're always thinking about others and we yes. have to be selfish, to think about ourselves and to take care of ourselves and to do the things we want to do and to dream the things we want to dream and to follow those dreams uh, or those passions or those hobbies or those businesses or those adventures uh, because we're always thinking about everyone else. It's true. And now is the time to get creative because you now have the experience of life, of the business world. You understand if you were in the business world for 20 years and now you want to start becoming an author or start a podcast or, you know, become an artist, whatever. You understand what goes into it. You have a leg up. You're not starting at 20 going, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. You know what needs to be done. And if you have a passion for it, you will find a way to do it. You will. You have more self-confidence in yourself as you get older than you did when you were younger. It's true. And I don't even like saying older as we, you know, hit midlife and beyond because <laughs> there's such a negative connotation for some, I mean, I have no problem saying it, but there is a negative connotation to the term getting older. Like for some reason, that's a bad thing. And yeah. And again, that's, that's that perspective, but you can't change such perspective across so many people so quickly. And, and, um, and I think that's the beauty of the podcast, um, Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, is that it's one way to start changing the narrative and changing those perspectives and letting us feel empowered. Um, and that's really the intent. Yeah. We want women to feel like this is 
live your best life. Whatever age you're in, live your best life. It's just defined a little differently when the pace slows down. You know what I mean? When you're not running to soccer games and whatever, or you're not, you don't have a meeting that's going to last until eight or nine or 10 o'clock at night. It's just a little bit. And I, you know, I could say that because I was in the corporate world. I was a lawyer and I hated every second of it. <laughs> I did it. I'm very honest about that. I was, you know, I went to law school. My husband and I have been dating since high school and we went to law school and he loved it. So I understood what it was like to have a passion for it because I watched him, but I was, I wanted to work in children's rights and I wanted to work with guardian ad litem program. And I, I wanted to do so many things with adoption of it. And then I realized, wait a second, you can't pay your rent and work for these corporate. It's just the reality of life. And you learn that as you get older and you're in higher education, you know that there's certain mm -hmm. fields that just don't pay the bills. So I ended up working for a large firm and was miserable. And it wasn't until I stayed home with my, had my two daughters and stayed home that I realized, okay, I don't want to go back to this. And what do I want to do that has a passion that I have a passion for? Cause you are entitled in your life to have a passion for what you do. It's, you know, for a lot of people, unfortunately, they have to do what they have to do. But if you are given that opportunity, grab it and run with it because mm -hmm. it is a gift. So, and I didn't want my daughters growing up watching me miserable in a career that I didn't like, even though, yes, it was, I had so many people going, I'm sorry, you're giving up the practice of law to become a Pilates instructor. <laughs> uh, to this day, people are like, what? But for me, it made sense. It may not make sense to the rest of the world, but to the people that mattered to me, it made sense. So like, of course you're going to become a Pilates instructor. Of course you are. So, you know, do you care less about what other people think as you get a little bit older and a little more self-confident. And that's a good thing. That's because it makes you take chances that maybe you wouldn't have taken before. So this is a, a great um, way to transition to career changes, midlife career changes, mm -hmm. actually, um, because a lot of us are afraid of making career changes at any stage of our lives. Absolutely. Uh, but I think in midlife, um, it, it, we feel the treadmill slowing down. We feel the freedom to maybe do it but we're still scared. Um, people sometimes look at you and say, what, what's going on? Are you crazy? Now you turn 40 and you decided that you don't want a full-time job with benefits that play, that pay six. Right. You want to go write and podcast and do all these things. And um, that's one example. Um, people might say you're throwing your career away, all that hard work towards some career you were working on and now you're just going to leave it for a few years. You'll never be able to get back in. I mean, there are all this negativity around career change and uh and talking about changing the narrative uh, our conversation is looking at it in a different way now you can find your passion what is it you're passionate about and run with it so can you share a little bit more about your insights about midlife career changes um, and things you've learned by going through that change sure um you know it's easier said than done because for a lot of people, finances rule the decision-making. And I understand that. And when I stopped practicing law, we had to make sacrifices. You know what I mean? We had to make sure that we could afford to do that. I also had to make sure I was going to be in a business that I made money in because I wasn't going to make as much as a lawyer, but as long as I was bringing in an income. So I understand all of that, but there is a as we get a little bit older and maybe a little more secure in our finances or a little more able to juggle all that, you can input that level of what's my passion? What do I want to do? 
maybe what did I want to do when I had kids and now I have the time to do it. And you're smarter about it. The reality is the corporate world, until we get women of our age as CEOs in more consistent businesses, they're not going to appreciate the life ex and business experience that midlife women bring to an office. For some reason, as you get older, it's seen as a deficit, not a benefit, until you have like-minded people in there. That's just part of the reality. If women choose to kind of pivot their career, they're smart about it. They know what it takes. They either have a nest egg where they say, okay, I can now do this for a while and see how it works. And if you're doing something you have a passion for, honestly, not to sound like Oprah, but the doors open for you. They really do. Opportunities come. And if someone had told me a year ago that I would be doing a podcast, I, I would have been like, I can't even find a podcast. Like, where would I even find them? You know, like I hadn't, it just made sense. It was something that I love to, to kind of learn and grow and constantly educate myself. I think a lot of women my age do because it keeps you feeling, you know, a part of the world. And so for me, it was a challenge. And if you like challenges, there's no reason why you can't jump on them in midlife. Look, a lot of people have had to pivot in the last three or four months because of COVID. And some have been really creative in what they've done. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Find somebody that you like or that you're enamored with or that you find a mentor and see what they did. You know, follow their path. You can pivot, of course, or kind of modify the path with what you're doing, but you don't have to reinvent the wheel because it's already been invented by somebody else. Just start looking around, do your research. Does that answer? Yeah, saying? actually, and, and it already provided with some, provided us with some advice on some different ways to go about a midlife career change. Just if we're thinking about it, what are some ways to prepare for it? Because we don't want to um, just say, screw this, I'm tired of this job and I'm leaving right. today. Uh, you know, we want it to be more strategic so that you're able to successfully transition. It's not just this, you know, moment. Um, yeah, don't be crazy. Don't quit your day <laughs> job until you know you can afford to do that. By no means am I telling people to do that. But if you, you know, now you have the time of maybe you're not raising your kids, they're now in college or they're married. And you might have a little extra time to start going, okay, let me start looking at myself. What do I want to do? And build from there and progress. And it will, if it's meant to happen, it will happen because you're putting the vibes out there. You're putting the energy out there that says, I want to do this. You know, I've spoken to a lot of women who have changed careers in their fifties and sixties. They become authors, they become speakers and it really comes from a passion within. They kind of paralleled until they, one could take over and they kept doing the other. So there are ways to do things, but you have to kind of be creative sometimes. Yeah, be creative and not be too crazy. <laughs> right, exactly. And don't try to reinvent the wheel. There are people out there doing this all the time. Look at what they're doing. Take a piece of that person's knowledge and a piece of that person's There are so many um, live streams and YouTubes and podcasts and stuff that talk about careers, go listen to some of them in your, you know, on your drive to work or at night, you know, when you're in bed, do that extra work and then it will happen. It will. And as we get older and we have, this is why I do not understand. And I could go off on a tangent, but I won't. But I do not understand why the media does not cater more to the midlife woman who maybe has a little more um, money to spend and is a little more educated on the products that they want, yet we are such a, a powerful group that goes under the radar. It's just, they don't 
do a lot of the media, a lot of commercials, a lot of promo, they just don't attract midlife women. And I'm fascinated by that because we are the ones who actually can buy the products. Like mm -hmm. if you're trying to cater, uh, like example, a hundred dollar cream to someone in their thirties, who's trying to pay the mortgage and the kids. And it's, it just doesn't make sense to me, but mm, I'll have to talk to media makers. I was going to say, there's a new, there's a new career for you. If you want, if you want to add on to your plate. Don't tap me. I'll do it. I have, <laughs> I lack, <laughs> I, you know, one of the nice things about to, and another thing I would say is you take a piece of every career you've had. So one of the nice things about being a lawyer is I'm really not intimidated to talk to people. Like I'll walk up to someone and be, Oh, you are a CEO of this. Let's talk. You know what I mean? And Pilates, I've I worked a lot on making people feel better and their psychology of what they, their needs were. And I take that with me. So the research and, um, having to talk to businesses as an attorney, coupled with the psychology of doing the Pilates has really helped me on the podcast. So take what you've learned, use it. It's an asset. Don't forget about it. Just because you left a job, that doesn't mean that all you learned from that job goes with it. You still have all that education and that knowledge in your head. Use it. Mm -hmm. And create, create something that makes sense for yourself because you're not going to uh, mimic someone else that you see in an area you're interested in, but instead you're going to take a little bit of what you loved about your job and a little bit of this piece of yourself and this passion you have. Um, I always tell people do a lot of research. Like you said, listen to podcasts on the way to work, spend some time. Look, if you want to do a podcast, look at different podcasts, learn things that you might like to do for your own, check out websites, read some books, learn about people, and then decide how you're going to create the path for yourself because we're all unique. So we all meet our own path and our own um, kind of, if we're going to create our own more flexible career change and we're not just moving from being a lawyer to being a teacher, for example, but actually something a little bit more dynamic and flexible Then we want to decide what does that look like? Mm -hmm. and be, be, don't be afraid to change along the way, to change your path. I think that's the other thing. I think as we get older, we're more confident. We're less afraid of failure, maybe. Oh, a hundred percent because it's really not failure. It's just a life experience. There you so go. if it works great, if it doesn't work, I mean, when we started this podcast, we were like, okay, we're going to do this podcast. If it works great, if it doesn't, it was a great fun experience. We had no idea that it was going to take off the way it did. And we're so grateful for that, but we didn't go in with the intent. We're going to be, you know, the podcast Rogan, get out of the way. We're going to take over your podcast. And I mean, that wasn't the intent, but if you are, if you are authentic, if you're honest, if you listen to what people need and give that, they will listen, they will, they will come, they will listen and they will learn from it. So when we get the emails from women who are like, I feel less alone listening to your podcast, that's huge for me because middle life and, and beyond can really be a time that's very isolating for a lot of women. You know, they're now empty nesters. Maybe they looked at their husband and said, I don't even know who you are anymore. And now they're kind of starting from scratch over again. And how do you do that? And so if we can make women feel like they're sitting at a table with us, just over a cup of coffee or a glass of wine talking, that really is what we want them to feel. It's not, you know, uh, we're just really authentic. We are who we are. Bridget is from Kentucky. She grew up in a small town. I grew up in New Jersey on the shore. We are who we are. And we're not trying to be anyone else. And as you get older, you don't, you don't have to, you are who you are. You're great just the way you are. And that's what we want women to feel. And it's a great message. And there are two words 
that I want to explore for a few minutes. One, you just sort of start talking about it, it's community. We're not in it alone. And the other one is um, purpose. Um, I think for purpose, I just want to mention that as we talk about midlife career changes, I noticed that we're also looking at purpose, not just passion, but purpose and the purpose of helping others, of using what we have to empower others. And I thought that was just an interesting piece in listening to everything you've shared that, that your purpose in your career change and the things you do is, is about empowering others through your work with Pilates, through your podcast and, and other um, adventures. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that and sure. also community for us. Um, we do feel very alone sometimes as women. Especially, and especially during the pandemic where many people are physically alone. How do you bridge that or work with that? With the idea of purpose, you know, your purpose becomes a little clearer as you get older. I think a lot of the noise quiets down from the rest of the world. And it doesn't have to be change the world purpose. Like, I think we start to realize that our purpose can be very quiet, but powerful. Um, for me, I love to help other people. Like, I just, if I can make someone, if someone says to me, gosh, I just laughed so hard at that podcast. Thank you. I needed that today. That to me is huge. It's more important than the numbers or the stats or anything like that. Um, and if you go in with that kind of genuine, authentic intent, it works because people, people understand, especially midlife women, we don't have time for fake, okay? We don't have time for, we, or patience for anything that's going to be, you know, buy this, do that. No, we don't have time for that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yes, the media should be attracting that, but that's a different subject. I'm talking about people who try to, you know, just con you into thinking, oh, you're getting older. If you don't buy this cream, your neck is going to fall down to your legs. You know what I mean? That kind of what I'm talking about. We don't want to be bullied. It's just not a word. So your purpose is really what brings you joy, but it doesn't have to be huge. Don't get stuck in it. Don't get stuck in thinking, what is my purpose? <laughs> I mean, because that could be overwhelming to some people. But as we get older, we notice, okay, I can have a purpose for today. <laughs> something tomorrow. Um, and it can just be to feel good about something you did today. Just, you know, it, it's just really, we go back to that mindfulness. It's being present. Um, community is huge because I think, especially nowadays, a lot of people feel really alone and we work really hard before the pandemic came, we were doing, um, kind of round tables on YouTube. And one of the topics was friendship over 50. Cause a lot of women have a really hard time with making friends over 50. Um, you're no longer maybe in the corporate world like you were, or in the mommy and me groups like you were. And how do you make friends? So we gave very simple here, try this app, try that app. Like not just platitudes of yes, you should find friends, but no, here's how to do that. If you're willing to go out of your comfort zone a little bit um, because community is so important. If you feel less alone, you're willing to take chances. Um, you're willing to be more comfortable in your skin. If there's someone else going through menopause and you hear me complain about it, oh, I'm not crazy. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I do have anxiety and it is a menopausal symptom. I'm not alone here. So community, I think, is really important, especially as we get older, just to feel like there are other people understanding what you're going through and are there to say, it's okay. It's okay. Just do what feels right to you. Mm -hmm. You know, that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. Um, very um, positive messaging. Um, not so stressful. 
in terms of purpose like we're always thinking what's the big purpose and you make it seem like uh you make us feel that it's okay to just have an intention for today exactly and and just keep it day to day or it doesn't have to be so grand scale um and then in terms of community let's look for those tools if you feel alone what can we do um what's the group you can join the app you can join the zoom book uh uh, book club i'm in wine wednesday book club right now (laughs) (laughs) but that's just in communities like find what you like you know if you like to be in a book club, do that. If you like to be in a bungalow group, do that. If you, you know, want to go crazy and, you know, go biking across 30 miles together, safely social distancing, then go for it. You know what I mean? I don't know when this is going to air. I got to say that. But like the limits that it doesn't have to be this grand change the world. Sometimes just changing one person's life is enough making it better for one person, because then it's a snowball and it starts, that person wants someone else to feel like that. So they do something. I know it sounds hokey, but I really, as I get older, I really believe in that stuff. I do think, you know, positive energy. And with, there's, um, I think also a gift we get as we get older is that we don't have time to absorb other people's negative energy. You know, when you walk into a room when someone is negative, you just, it, that has nothing to do with the woo-woo. That is just a fact. You know when someone's, and you don't have time for that. You're not going to let it absorb your positive energy. So you, you're selective in who you choose to surround yourself with. And that's, that's also a gift because it can be very draining when you don't know how to do that. I'm, I'm walking away from this interview today feeling like I have a basket full of these great gifts. Okay, see, there you go. My intent today is done. I can now go binge watch some show because my intent today is done. There you go. But I truly believe everything is like, honestly, this is a great time of life. You know, yes, the world is insane, but middle age is a great time of life. So enjoy it. It's, it's a time of great challenge and change, and, but it's defined by you. It can be a small change or a big change. It's up to you to do that. So I'm glad that you felt like you got some stuff out of this. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, and uh, very empowering to think of uh, this time as being the time to think about myself. Uh, less pressure in thinking about what's going to be my great purpose for the next 30 years. And instead focusing on what's my uh, positive intention for today. What, what good did I do today? What, what good will I do tomorrow? I think, uh, again, going back to women, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves because we're always taking care of everyone else and we're passing home, careers. I personally, I don't have children, but maybe we're taking care of loved ones or, you know, parents. Aging parents, it's just, it's anything. And we actually have an interview coming up with a child-free by choice author because a lot of people choose not to have kids. And, and if their corporate life is their their passion or their children almost like well mm-hmm. as you get older what do you do with that so there's so many facets to that there really oh, is definitely i definitely have to listen to that one too <laughs> <laughs> i'll let you know when it comes out um <laughs> as we um start wrapping up i want to see if you had any advice for all of us who are uh entering midlife or who are preparing to enter midlife or are in midlife or you know, any stage of our lives, is there any advice that you would like to share with us uh, to keep empowering us as we move forward? As you get older, I think being authentic is really important. It releases a lot of the pressure of the outside world on you. So if you can live an authentic life and be happy with who you are, that's so, you know, again, you're going to wake up one day and be like, oh, I can't, I'm not getting, you know, I'm not doing this. But just overall, find 
change the, the way you think about your, your daily life. Like it doesn't, yes, it's, you know, when your children leave, it, it leaves a hole in your heart. Or if you leave a job, it leaves a hole. But you can feel that and a joy too. It doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. So understand that you can, yes, you can be sad for what you no longer have in your 20s and 30s. But guess what? You have stuff in your 40s, 50s, and 60s to look forward to. So feel both of those. They're not mutually exclusive. You don't have to just be sad. or You can be both. So I would say just be authentic and kind of look to change the way you perceive the world around you. Find, you know, stop looking for every negative. Like sometimes I just have to turn off the news and go for a walk. That for me changes my mindset because you can go down a dark hole very quickly. So change your perspective, do things proactively to change your perspective on life. So that's the advice I would give. I think that's very important advice. And, and just being authentic, I think a lot of us uh, lose that sometimes in our early careers. Uh, especially in this age with social media and all this YouTube. I feel, oh my gosh, I feel, I look at my kids and I'm like, you grew up in the age of social media. Like I just, I can't even imagine. And they started, I think in high school with social media, but mm. still the, watching four-year-olds on the phone back when we could go to restaurants and just be like, knowing how to understand it better than their parents do, that's scary. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like, I agree with you, social media, I think puts a lot of pressure on people. Yeah for that authentic piece. Um, this has been wonderful today. Thank you so much, Colleen, for all this um, information and advice. Uh, I love, again, the perspective of hot flashes and cool topics <laughs> and how you're changing this narrative for all of us uh, nationally and probably internationally. You never know. Um, we have, we, for some reason, we trend in Israel. Um, the UK, UK, we have a lot of guests from the UK, so we have a big following in the UK too. But um, it, we are trending internationally. I'm really excited. So it's the, the, the word is getting out there. So I'm happy. Yeah, but it also speaks to the need for, for this rewriting of the narrative and the need to have these voices heard and that you're, you're meeting that need or you're trying, you know, you, you're I'm trying. trying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. It, it looks like, you know, but you can tell we're hungry for this information, but we're also wanting to change that narrative and have this information and, and you're making that possible with your co-host and, and your podcast so thank you thank for you that, for that i appreciate that thank you that was very sweet yeah i'm telling you it's already helped me a lot you have no <laughs> idea <laughs> well like i said there's my intent for the day i'm done <laughs> i just started listening to you when you first came out in september <laughs> oh please don't and and anyone who who please all follow us but skip the first five episodes. <laughs> yes, that was great advice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Any podcasters, just press play. The first couple episodes, you're going to look back and cringe, but just get started. Just start on some. Know the first few things you do might throw, end up in the trash or you beg people not to listen to, but just get started. And that's also great advice is as we make these changes, especially if we go for more flexible entrepreneur kind of changes, yes. is being okay with the first few versions, episodes, renditions, not being your best work. It's your practice work. It's you're going to grow from that work. And then you just keep getting better and better at it. Or you learn through trial and error. You try something and it might not be for you. And then you try exactly. something else and it's like, oh my God, this is perfect. Because <laughs> one thing leads to another. It does. Once you open that door, one thing leads to another. So just go for it. Like, just give it a shot. You never know. Agree. Agree. 
Thank you so much for all this great information. It was a pleasure having you here with Coffee in an Interview today. And oh, thank I, you for having me on. It was so much fun. No, it was it was wonderful. And um, and uh, please, I'm, I look forward to more episodes of Hot Flashes and cool topics. Mm. Uh, I, <laughs> and for all the wonderful things that you'll be um, sharing with us, um, for all of us, again, as we uh, continue in life and, and are looking for that inspiration, that community, that voice and that change in, in the narrative and perspective of what it means to get older. Thank you. That's what we're working on. So I appreciate your time today and it was fun. It was fun. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. You too.